First of all, you're a cocksucker. Yeah. I I asked you to put together some articles. We agreed on the phone. We both had this conversation. We said three articles apiece and one secret one. And you said, I said by Thursday and you're like, no, no, no. By Wednesday, I need all of this show prep time to prepare. And there it is. Wednesday night, I submit stuff to you and I wait in the evening. You know, I figure maybe he's just really taking a lot of time to do some show prep. Check in the morning, still nothing. So explain yourself. <laughs> well, I, first of all, I said Wednesday felt like a much better deadline than, you know, the day before. I didn't uh, argue that. Yeah, agreed. And you sent your articles over. There were Wednesday. a lot of Wednesday, a lot of time. It, uh, there were a lot of them. And I feel like you just did such a good job that I said, fuck it. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Well, this, I will remember this when the check's clear and you can expect that to impact your bank account. So really, that's on you. That's your own problem. Listen, you see how this episode plays out. See how the content is delivered. You're the ideas guy. I'm just here to to back you up and, and provide some good listening and entertainment value. Right. Well, much like yourself... I think Boris Johnson's a moron. I think a lot of people do. He got himself coronavirus. He bragged about shaking hands, going to a hospital with COVID patients, and gave himself the disease, essentially, and still bragged about it, and ended up in the ICU. And maybe, a, I mean, I just think it would have been wildly fascinating if he would have died in the hospital while prime minister during this whole pandemic. Well, it would have been a incredible historical moment if he died i i I, th- I don't i think you just said hysterical i don't know if hysterical is the best word for it it would have been surreally memorable um yes the whole thing was was idiotic how he was bragging about shaking hands i believe with quote-unquote everybody yeah while he <laughs> while it was, was still going on and obviously once this all happened you have to imagine that they were trying to downplay it as much as possible. So obviously, and it came to light that he was in intensive care, critical condition or whatever that was, but he was stable, but he was transferred to a critical care unit, I believe. And again, I'm sure that was downplayed. So I imagine things got pretty, pretty hairy there for a couple of minutes and things probably got really intense for him. And I know he didn't speak to his second in command, for at least a few days where he was just out of the action. And that, I mean, yeah, which it's is a pretty, pretty surreal a, moment. Even, I mean, the queen had to speak and she hasn't spoken in years. So you know, it's a big deal when they get a, uh, that old bag out of the, out of the castle. So I imagine that there's probably not a lot of documentation in place for a chain of command and how it all works and who's in charge when something like that happens. Uh, what makes you say, I feel like there has to be some, there, they have to have planned for that. Because what if he's alive, that is a different story. That's very, well, what if he's part of like Reagan? What if it's like when Reagan went down, you know, he was, he was assassination attempt and he was in the hospital. He got shot. They had right. to figure so, other shit out. So he's still alive. He's not dead. So he's still Reagan. president. That's my right. point, I guess. Right. I don't know what happened there. He's still alive. And when then 
when officially does the transition of power switch to the next in command? And then I guess more importantly, when does it switch back? Does he just have to say, okay, I'm good now. I'm ready. I'm ready to be back in action. Or I'm sure that, you know, is there enough formula, formal documentation to process how to switch back the transfer of power? I kind of think that if Biden does get elected as president, that would be kind of an ongoing debate because to me, just based on how he sounds and how he can't put a sentence together at any point in the last year, um, they're always going to be having that debate over who is in charge and, you know, when is it time to kind of pull the plug on him or are they just going to kind of keep him out there as a puppet while Joe Biden kind of pulls the strings? I think that there needs to be, as far as I know, better a better process in place. I think there's documents that have to be signed or something like that. If, if willingly the president temporarily cedes his power. Um, right. But I don't know how it works. And what if, yeah, what if the guy just starts going a little senile? You I know, mean, then there's I the whole Congress, congressional act that has to take place and, and all that. But that would be a very interesting scenario. The uh, bottom line, I guess, looping back around is there's going to be just in a, a tremendous amount of changes that will take place throughout the world on a, every level because of this whole situation. Yeah. No, that'll be, that'll be wild if that happens. I just think he'll end up as a puppet and it would be, you know, just hope that he gets through press, press conferences without saying anything too crazy. But then again, we're kind of used to the crazy um, with everything going on now. It's true. Plus like you're like a puppet at your job. So you, you yeah, know. I mean, I'm just, yeah, and it's easy. You know, you just kind of stand around, get people pulling your strings and have a good yeah, time. Look busy. Other puppets, though, um, Bill O'Brien, you know, named GM for the Texans in January, late January. And first move pretty much right off the bat trades for David Johnson and a second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, which still isn't finalized due to physicals because David Johnson is broken, has been broken, has a bloated contract. And I just think he's the biggest moron in sports. I don't know any Texans fans. I'm not sure they exist, much like Jaguars fans. Um, Do you know any Texans fans? Do you know if they exist? I don't know. I don't know personally any Texans fans. I think a majority of the Texans fans are just old Oilers fans that once the team came back to town, they were, you know, willing to hop on the on the bandwagon. And I believe also there was a number of of fans on talk radio or what have you that once this trade came out, were immediately jumping the bandwagon and say, okay, I'm going to go be a, a Dallas fan or whatever the fuck fan because well, that was just so yeah. absurd. And it's and there, there were people talking about, oh, I really hope uh, Deshaun Watson gets traded or leaves or whatever because he doesn't deserve this. It's unbearable. Bill O'Brien, you know, it's just a fucking joke. <laughs> unbearable. Unbearable to make millions of dollars and be the face of an organization. If you, I mean, the more the more you look into it and read about it or all the different things that happen around the same time, it's just a terrible, terrible trade. You have, who was it? Stephon Diggs got traded that same week, was it? <laughs> yeah. For like right just after. multitudes more than what a, but the better receiver called in. It was absolutely insane. And then whatever, it all happened because of that weird-ass alleged conversation they had about him having baby mamas. <laughs> like, what the fuck? 
Well, Bill publicly said that DeAndre wanted a raise because it turns out as the best, one of the best players in the league, maybe the best receiver might deserve more money after being, you know, underpaid for a while and being everything that kept Watson even alive. Cause I don't think they've really had much of their offensive threats throughout that team. Lamar Miller is terrible, you know, not terrible. I got to like him cause he went to Miami, but he is very much a guy who just takes the hold that he's given and will not get you much more. <laughs> yeah. The um, Stefan Diggs trade was, they got a first rounder, a fifth rounder, a sixth rounder and a fourth rounder. It's just like a, host of picks including you know number 22 overall pick is nothing to sneeze at no not at all it was tremendous in comparison and 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 no one was really ripping that trade as unfair for either side either which makes this trade even worse because then you look at it you're like holy shit they got nothing they got a beat up fucking running back they got what was it just a second round pick second round pick which isn't terrible, but it's definitely you hope you hope a top five pick turns into DeAndre Hopkins in your best and wildest dreams. Yeah, that's the absolute peak. You mean you hope a second round pick turns into a starter, a guy who just performs. That's, that's he also crazy. signed Randall Cobb, who is going to be thirty by the time the season starts. If the season starts, yeah, it's um, not going to pan out. It's who hasn't really? He hasn't. He wasn't even really good on Green Bay. If you, especially if you take away Rodgers. Well, he was good. He had some years there where he was really good, but he's definitely been declining. I, I think he has some years where Rodgers made him good. As he does with everybody. But, yeah. uh, no, it's insane. If you look at Brandon Cooks twice has been traded for a first-round pick, and you can't get a first-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, get out of here. And then they you know, went around and got Brandon Cooks for a second-round pick. So Brandon Cooks has been traded for – two firsts and a second essentially in his career and is definitely not the player that Hopkins is and definitely will miss probably five to six games a year. And they already have speed threats like that. So it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. They have so many wide receivers on that team. Three of them are kind of the same guy. I'll be interesting. I mean, I am interested to see how Will Fuller does this year now. I mean, Having Brandon Cooks I mean, definitely helps him, you know, but they're both speed guys. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it makes sense in theory. I mean, you have fast guy on the outside, fast guy on the slot, and Hopkins doing anything, but there's also only so much the ball can go around. They still don't have an offensive line. They probably still won't have that much of a running game because I don't think DJ was ever is ever going to come back to what he was. And even at his peak was, you know, the thing that made him great was his pass catching chop. Um, versatile. Super versatile. Another versatile guy uh, was Scotty Pippen, you know, being from Chicago Bulls fan. You know, I'm just going to ask you, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Michael Jordan or Scotty Pippen? Who would I rather have in what respect is the question? Sexually. Sexually. Well, as lore has it, you, you told me about it. I actually read about this earlier. I read about this a couple of months ago, I think, that, that, that I had heard about it, that Madonna picked Scottie Pippen over Michael Jordan because he was so well endowed. And I don't know when I heard this. This has taken me back a ways. This must have been in middle school or elementary school. I don't know how the fuck I heard this, but someone told me 
that Scottie Pippen used to play, and this was well before this story came about, he used to play with his dick taped to his thigh because it was so <laughs> big and it would be what? flopping around and it was a distraction for him. It was, <laughs> he, he used to have to tape it around his leg. Tape it to his leg. So, that is I mean, in, in, in that respect, I don't blame him I don't, or her. I don't blame Madonna. I'm sure she knew what she was doing. She's, you know, successful, powerful and all that. So she, she gets what she wants. That's the one battle, I guess, that MJ just couldn't compete with. He couldn't win. <laughs> what do you think the, you know, what do you think the jockstrap or uh, compression short technology was in the 80s and 90s when Pippen was, you know, playing? What do you think guys were wearing? I really don't know. They wore shorter shorts just, for one. Yeah. I think it was just the, uh, it had to just be like the, that front jock, you know. Tidy whiteys? They were tidy whiteys? I mean, that was the style back then, right? Did, when do when did boxers come into into fashion? I don't know. I don't think these guys. Maybe they had compression shorts, but not like today. I mean, these it's everything is compression now. People are wearing fit everything. You might as well be Green Man on the courts and even just <laughs> you know. But it's I'm great. dry fit everything. I, mean, I don't. I don't. Once it gets over seventy degrees, I, nothing touches my body that's not dry fit. Just just be a soap sopping wet mess. Yeah, it would be a disaster. Absolute disaster. Speaking of disasters, I w- recently installed a bidet, and it's been it's been good. I did have one minor snafu where the water kind of went up up and around the toilet a tad when I was uh, cleaning oneself, and that was rather unfortunate, but, you know, shout so out to the bidets. So you got poop water on your balls? I got poop water more on my shirt and up my back. <laughs> I've actually long been uh, a, a, an admirer from afar of bidets. Long time, mm-hmm. you know, long time fan. Haven't quite gotten around to using one yet. Never been in a scenario where I could. How the hell are you a fan then? You haven't even tried the, the, it. The principle of it is so, so wonderful to me. The uh, I always say I use uh, wet wipes at least. But yeah. I'll always tell people whenever they give me shit for that is, okay, let's say you got somehow, whatever, you got a piece of sh- shit on your finger or on your hand. Are you just going to take a paper towel, wipe it off, and be- <laughs> move on with your day? No, that's fucking disgusting, and it's gross, and you would never, ever, ever do that. You'd, add, you'd wash your hands. You need moisture. You need chemicals. You need antibacterial. You need a lot of shit to get rid of that shit. Yeah. And so... Simply using a dry piece of toilet paper is disgusting in my eyes, and you need something else to loosen up that something moist to help actually get rid of that. I agree. Plus, disinfect, disinfect, soothe a little bit. I mean, if you're sick, as a lot of people are, you probably want something a little softer and moister to help out down there. And I agree. I agree 100. I'm wet wipe guy. Now bidet guy. You're a squatty potty guy too. I remember that. Squatty potty. Big guy. I'm squatty potty guy. Big Still using guy. it? Every time I shit. Every time. What do, do you ever shit at work? Yeah, but right now I work from home. It's quarantine right, time, baby. Point. Point. <laughs> do you have any issues pooping in uh, public toilets? Or you want to no, not at all. Not in the think, slightest. What do you think those people are thinking? Why is there such an aversion to pooping in public? Well, I think that... One one understandable reason is sanitary concerns. 
People get concerned that they're sitting on a dirty ass bowl with a, unimaginable amounts of germs and whatever. That's fair. People who are just shy and don't like to shit around other people is weird to me. Uh, there's a guy that I actually work with now who, no matter what, at your house. if he's, yeah, whenever he comes over, he has to shit. <laughs> no, whenever we were in the office and this guy would go take a shit, he would, and anyone walks in, he's like a church mouse. He doesn't want anyone to know he's in there. Nothing's happening. Just dead silence. And so one day I was convinced I, 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 I had I had to do something about it. I tested it. So I had to pee. I was in the urinal. I did, I knew he was in there. So I peed, washed my hands, opened the door, didn't leave, let the door close. <laughs> and I was still in there, but he thought I left. So there's no one in there as far as he's concerned. And he just starts fucking ripping them and letting loose. <laughs> <laughs> and I lose it. I start busting out laughing. And, and then, of course, it's dead silence again. And then I just leave. I just had to I had to know what was going on. But yeah, I guess he's the guy's just shy. I don't know why. There's no real reason well, for it. <laughs> to be fair, if he's blowing up, what if he's that? What if he shits like that every time, where it's just an explosion coming out of his asshole every time? Get it time. out there. You get get rid of it. What do you have to hide? Everyone does it. No, not everyone has explosions every time. Not everyone's like no one's gonna know it's every time. And what happens? What, what's the worst? That, oh, this guy takes big shits. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You gonna judge him? You gonna think differently? But oh, he takes big shits yeah. though. I don't I mean, think I want to hang out. I'm gonna judge him. Yeah, I'm not well, judging. People take big shits. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a negative judgment. But I'm going to judge his shit. I mean, I might be impressed by it, but it's still a judgment. It's not. Not all judgments are negative. I'm gonna judge anyone for anything that I damn well want. Equal opportunity, you know, across the board. There are Male, no negative female. repercussions. There are no negative repercussions for taking a big shit. No, I agree. There's no, except for it probably makes you feel good. He's got to be so uncomfortable sometimes just yeah. waiting, like just Wait. kind of spotting the bathroom. He might spend half of his day just kind of keeping an eye on the bathroom, just finding that perfect moment. I was in a, uh, I had a virtual meeting the other day and I had to take a shit and it was supposed to be 30 minutes, but it was going on 40 minutes. It was going on 45 minutes at, at the 40 minute mark. I was like, oh God, I really have to take a shit. This was supposed to be done 10 minutes ago. Five minutes later rolls around and I have the thing on speakerphone. I have my mic muted and I'm pacing naked in my bathroom back and forth, just waiting for this call to end. As soon as the call ends, I am going to let it rip, let loose. (laughs) But it just keeps going minute after minute after minute. And it just keeps going and going and going. And finally, at like 47 minutes, I'm like, okay, or 40, whatever the fuck it was. It's like, I can't take it anymore. I just start ripping, letting loose. And, you know, of course, I'm trying to time it so that when everybody says goodbye or if someone calls on me, I'm not, in, you know, in the throes of battle. But uh, <laughs> it worked out pretty good when everyone was hanging up and stuff. I, the, the, you know, when you flush the toilet waters coming back in, there was that sound, but that was it. And I'm sure that was harmless. But whew, it was well, a, that, that, that was a fright. That was bad timing. Good thing it wasn't video. I never do video. Never do video never for do virtual video. meetings. No. So what else do we got? What else is going on? What else is going on with the life of Rob? Anything? Anything you've got on your chest you want to let off? I have played more video games in the past two, three weeks than I have literally in the past five years. Me too. Hundred percent. It has agree. been unbelievable. I haven't been an Xbox player 
since high school, probably almost 10 years. I have not at all consistently played Xbox. Quarantine has changed me. Absolutely changed me. And it's all Warzone. Nothing else. I love it. I absolutely love it. It is a blast. And I normally don't like shooters. I normally, I do suck at shooters. Still not good at Warzone, but it's fun. And it's a great way to, you know, hang out with people and hang out with friends. I mean, games really bring people together. And sometimes it's hard if you're new, you're struggling, you, you're embarrassed by it. And you might maybe throw your controller down and a little too hard and break your mic into the controller and then have to do a video call to continue conversing on Warzone because that game's near impossible if you're not with your team and communicating. Sounds personal. Sounds like a personal thing, Matt. I'm just throwing things out there. But, you know, sometimes we're new to games and it's hard to pick up. And Warzone, there's a lot of little nuances in it. But, you know, there's also options for those who don't want to take that time learning a new game and want something that's going to be easy to pick up and easy to play and in a whole immersive environment. And uh, our boy, John Fanning, over with Net Capital, he's, you know, building this empire of noob tubes. It's games that are easy for the noob to play, easy to pick up. They're, it's an immersive world. They're already worth almost $5 million and growing. And, uh, you know, that's just a lot of fun little games that are going to be out there. Have you had the pleasure of playing any of these noob tube games? I played it on someone else's phone a couple of years back and it was pretty cool, but uh, I haven't, I haven't had the privilege to get into any of the new stuff. I know it's a full-time endeavor and they're doing pretty cool stuff. I've seen other people play them, but I got to get my hands on it. Yeah. Got it. Everyone should, you know, reach out to John Fang. Just look at his search Zelgor um, on Google. You can look right at netcapital.com slash company slash Zelgor. Um, let them know that you came from us here at from this podcast. It's a great, great time. A lot of fun designs on it. You know, there's you can play totally for free. Or if you want a little extra, a little extra fun, you have a little extra quiche sitting around. You can, uh, you know, buy some bandanas and shirts and hats for your character and, you know, really make it a an experience for you. I agree. I agree. You know, you just said quiche trying to be cool I instead did. of cash. Right. I had quiche today. I'm not a quiche guy. I'm not a quiche guy. I don't like quiche. The texture's weird. It freaks me out. This was really good quiche. A lot of blood? It was really good quiche. There's no blood. What are you talking about? I don't know what food I'm thinking. There's some food that involves like a lot of like cow's blood. Are you thinking of blood sausage? That's not blood either. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not. I mean, there's blood involved for sure. Yeah, no, quiche is not blood. It's eggs, dude. It's fucking eggs. It's like a fluffy egg. It's like an egg pie. I do like those. Those are good. With a Q. They're not not good. I don't like them, but this one was really good. You had a good one. You just said you fucking liked it. Overall, don't like quiche. This quiche, very good. I was probably just really hungry. Where did you get this quiche from? Uh, A high-end grocery store. That's overpriced. A high-end grocery store. <laughs> a high-end overpriced grocery store that has recently been acquired by a very large and for the record, encompassing this large, website. This large encompassing website, they suck at the internet in some f- facets, and it's terribly annoying. Until recently, I didn't have a computer. I was working on the iPad mainly, and I would try and you know rent a movie. 
on a blank blank video. True. And you would have to you'd search the video online. Like let's say you're looking for bicentennial man or whatever. And you'd click like rent. Bicentennial man. <laughs> you'd click rent and it would then take you to the app, which you can't then actually rent a movie from the app. Right. So then you would have to like copy the hyperlink onto a browser, make sure it didn't redirect itself to the app before you could finally actually rent this movie. And this is an internet company. It makes no sense. I actually think that they're fixing that right now. Well, they, they better. What else are they fucking doing? They're taking away all of their drivers in June to work in their Corona warehouses. You're a Corona warehouse. Did you hear about the guy who killed his girlfriend over Corona concerns? I did. And it yeah. is one, very sad, very sad, but two, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. well, it, he's uh, like, thinks that he's infected from her. So the reaction is to kill her. And well, then that, he killed himself in a wild murder suicide only to find out that neither of them had it. Very bad, very sad, but I guess if you want to go more macro, speaks to the uh, overall issue of mental health and the issues that come with being on lockdown for weeks and weeks on end now. Yeah, and just the fears involved. I mean, when this was, let's say, let's take a little time work to Rob back in uh, like February, right before this was all really kicking off, but it was still definitely very much in the news. Were you like a flu, flu, flu guy, or were you more along the lines of, oh, this is serious? Uh, I was, I think I realized that it was a serious issue. I didn't realistically think that it was a serious issue for me, or that I would be affected or impacted significantly. Um, You know, you saw the clips of in China, then building a hospital and what was it, whatever it was like seven days building a brand new hospital. And that was insane. Um, but maybe realize, you know, the gravity of the situation. And at the same time I had multiple trips. This is jumping ahead a little bit, a couple of weeks, mid March, I had it back to back weekend trips that I was supposed to go on out of town on flights. And I was still fully planning on going to on all of them. Mm-hmm. One was for a wedding. The wedding got postponed, and I was like, oh, well, fuck. And then the other, essentially what happened was I was my work denied me from going on that trip, saying that, you know, it's not smart, and if you did, you'd have to quarantine for two weeks, and you would not be able to work, which is stupid to me because we were working from home, and that's a whole other topic. But <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, it, it, it spiraled here so quickly from the message we were receiving was – You know, there's no big deal. It's not that large of an issue to kind of have flipped, not overnight, but over the course of a week, two weeks to, okay, this is a huge issue. Everyone starts staying home. Um, But at that point, once we finally received that news there, I think most individuals, most, you know, aware individuals that have been keeping up with it realize the significance of what was going on for quite some time by that point. Do you think the Chinese government is telling the truth at all about the recent numbers? I'm looking at some numbers now. Since roughly March March 1st, they're showing 
less than 100 new cases a day. And since about March 8th, no new cases every day ongoing until 46 new cases randomly yesterday. No, I don't at all. In fact, I read something that they, I don't know if this was always been the case or if it was at one point, they were not counting cases. If people tested positive but had no symptoms, they didn't count. <laughs> they okay. don't count to the numbers. <laughs> That's uh, They're good. <laughs> do you think they've at all, do you, do you think they've figured it out at all? Do you, do you think it's just a complete lie? Because I think they're, it's complete BS. At well, that. the problem is you can't really trust any country that has a state-owned media. And I think, you know, the United States has by far, if you look at the numbers, the most cases, most deaths, oh, most yeah. everything. Yeah. And I think that's due in part because we have testing. We have testing. I think everywhere has testing. We had, it took us forever to get testing. We still don't have nearly enough testing, but we have testing. We have honest and to the best of our abilities, accurate reporting, which is not done to skew a picture that is better for some group or another, but it's just the case of what is actually going on to use that data. I push back on that for one reason. I think that they are probably pushing it to downfall Trump, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, necessarily speaking, but I do believe that a lot of the people on news are definitely, I mean, it's, you look at Fox News and they're like still a lot of people that are crazy out there, like your Rush Limbaugh's are saying it's just still just the flu, still not that big of a deal. Right. And then you they're, go they're... on to like CNN and it's it's the end of the world. I mean, they bring on um, a newscaster who has it, I can't think of his name right now, and have like a 20 minute segment talking about, you know, what's it like for him having coronaviruses like yeah, Chris Cuomo. Yeah. Chris Cuomo. Yeah. Which honestly was some of the like most boring reporting I've ever seen in my life. They're just talking to this guy in his house and he's like, he didn't have like a bad case or anything. And he's quarantining himself, which he should is smart. Good for him. Not should. You I have to. <laughs> well, you don't, I mean, you don't if have, you have it. You have to, you don't have to do anything. There, do was, there, there was a guy, there was a guy in Kentucky who had it and he had yeah. to quarantine himself. He refused. Right. So they had then cops stationed outside his home, forcing him to stay inside. Yeah, but they didn't like literally force him. He still tried to get out. I mean, yes, but he can't. He but he kind of did because he clearly because, did at some point to get the cops out there. Yes, but then, but then steps were so taken to mitigate that. Yeah, but he still did. So point I'm being, if you have it. If you have it, you, you you're not allowed. And if you do, the, the benefit of the doubt is given to you because resources are stretched thin as they are. But if you blatantly disregard them, further steps will be taken to make sure that you do not violate that quarantine. Yeah, I'm just saying you can. I'm not saying you should. I'm Physically, just you can. Yeah, you're yes, capable. That's doing Thank it. you for making my point. But capable. Technically, that's it. And I don't know. Right. Necessarily legally, but I would say legally, you cannot either. Certainly, ethically, you cannot. People have been arrested for like licking shit on purpose. So, yeah. That's the dumbest thing. That's the dumbest, dumbest thing. You're, you're anti licking right now? Don't lick anything. I don't care if everyone in the world is healthy and there's no pandemic or anything. Don't lick shit. Stop going around licking things. It's just weird for one. I don't know what who thinks that that's funny. It too, you what could literally that? kill people. What if that's a Rudy Gobert out there who doesn't think they have it, oh, but they have it, and then you, you you're infecting? 
whatever. It's one person who infects two people who infects one person who infects two people. And so on and so forth. You got 50 people. All because that that Doritos bag, you know, had to, uh, you just had to lick the Doritos bag. You're going that, what about a plate? Are you anti-licking the plate clean? Where are you licking plates? You licking plates in your apartment? What about a lot? Lick that plate clean, baby. Lick that plate clean. Don't lick anything in a grocery store. So you're segregating your licking is what you're saying. Yeah, I think everybody does. There's an admission right there. Some people uh, lick vaginas. Some people lick butts. Some people don't lick anything at all. You can lick plates. You can lick whatever you want in your apartment, your house, your domicile. Okay? In public, nothing should be licked. Don't lick anything. If you're having an ice cream cone, don't even lick it. It's, it's too much. Too much licking. Too much licking in public in general. We need to tone down the licking. You're having an ice cream cone, something's dripping down, get a napkin. Cover it. Don't even get lick it. it. What's your favorite part about the ice cream cone? The ice cream. I'm actually a. Once it's I'm actually a classic. I'm actually a classic vanilla and rainbow sprinkles guy. Those first few bites, that's it. That's what it's all about. Also, anyone, I, I am actually very against desserts with milk. Desserts with <laughs> milk, so overrated. You want a, sh- a sweet treat, a sugary treat, ice cream especially. You know what the best drink to have it with? Water. Oh, Fucking you mean. Okay. Oh, so good. So That's, good. That is fair. So good. I thought you were saying like, because ice cream is made with milk in it, you were anti-ice cream or cake or pretty much like, I don't know, 90% of desserts have milk in them, but you don't want to have milk. I don't understand drinking milk in general. I mean, it's just kind of. It's not peculiar. It's peculiar. It, it, it's just a, an industry driven, become political to get your dairy. How did that when come about? You know, drank who, who, who do you who do you think was the first person to try? You know, cow milk. Yeah. Well, that's, what a sicko! What a yeah, what a sicko! Did he? <laughs> chances he's sucked it direct from the teat. It's been done. It's been done. <laughs> let's, I mean, let's he was that. like, "All right, we got these babies here, and they're sucking from their mommy's teats. We got these cows here, and they're doing this all the time." It was probably someone got, who had like a idea. weird fetish. I think it was probably someone who had a weird fetish who would like drink their wife's or girlfriend's or whoever's breast milk. But then, you know, the, ba- the baby was older and the mom started producing breast milk. But the guy just had that fetish and he just needed that breast milk. So, boom, cow. He lived on a farm. Yeah, definitely lived on a farm yeah. for sure. He was, in, he, was in, he was in Iowa and now we have milk. <laughs> <laughs> From some guy just being bored because it was like winter on a farm and it's dark at like 2 p.m. From some Iowan perv. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, other things that are wrong. Drunk driving. I assume you've never driven drunk. Yeah, sure. Correct. It's yes. bad. Right answer. Bad. It's bad. It is if bad. Were, it's if, very if bad. If you were caught, if you were caught, what would you say would be your number one excuse? <laughs> uh, I'm going to deflect a little bit and uh tell you a story about a guy i know who got caught drunk driving and he got pulled over he was a college athlete you know super in shape he was a big guy he was irish you know the stereotype they can hold their liquor all that mm-hmm. it, it it you know held its held its ground in this case he was pulled over for drunk driving on the suspicion of drunk driving and the officer pulled him over and he had to do a breathalyzer and he failed miserably. But either before or after that, he did field tests 
I think before, it must have been before he did field tests and he did tremendous. He passed all the field tests. It was amazing. And then he did the breathalyzer and it was, whoa, way out there, way over the moon. And uh, the officer was like, I have never, ever, ever seen someone this drunk be so sober in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And he let him go. Let him go? (laughs) What do you, I mean... What do you think? Why do you think they suspected him of drunk driving in the first place? Then I'm sure he made a mistake. Him. I'm sure he made a mistake. Yeah, you know. But then you know the adrenaline's pumping. The the game is on the line there, and and he's got to sh- perform. And my God, he did it. It's like Scotty Pippen with Madonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta. That's gotta be. Could you imagine unstrapping your dick from your thigh after like getting that tape all up in there and? <laughs> I mean, it's I'll got tell like, you something. I'll tell you something. That there's no way Scottie Pippen has legs as hairy as mine. There's no way I'd be doing that every game. <laughs> what? What do you think happened if he had to take a whiz during a game? Well, that's a greater question about sports in general. Nobody pees during games, you know. Basketball players that's don't not, pee during I, games. I mean, they pee at halftime, but yeah, I mean, football players. What do football players do? They probably pee their pants during the game. They just go. I, that is definitely. Yeah. I have played with people who have just. Yeah, that's what I mean. So they don't care. But at least there's enough pants that are kind of cover it up, and you got grass stains and stuff. And basketball, they just drip on the court. They, they you, that'd be that'd be amazing. I want LeBron James. If you're listening, when you listen, I want to see you pee on the court. It's got to happen. I think. Uh, I think one is that you sweat so much when you're playing these sports that you're losing so many fluids that even if you have to pee, it's not like building up. You right. know, so you can hold it. What about some of the bench ones? Do you think Brian Scalabrini just really ever had to go during a game and he's just praying for it not to become garbage time to where he can get some minutes? He's like, oh, I really have to go. If I get out there, I'm fucked. I feel like it's happened where, where players have to pee, that, but it's so infrequent that they get called out on it. Like, oh, this person left the bench and went to the to the locker room. Yeah, True. And, it, and they catch it on TV because it's that rare. I don't know what it is physically that goes on, but when you're in that moment, people just don't have to pee. Because you're I'm not that, sitting no. on the bench chugging water. No, no. That would be weird. Uh, on that note, do you think that Paul Pierce shit himself in that playoff game where he got carried out of the office? <laughs> yes, I absolutely do. Absolutely. I absolutely do because the the rest of it, the cover of him leaving in a wheelchair and running back out minutes later was so absurd. Uh, I, I'm a Knicks fan, so I hate the Celtics. And, you know, I hated it. It just pissed me off. But that is a plausible, plausible explanation of, of, of what happened there. Long way of saying where I was trying to set you up and you went a different direction. That was a good direction. Um, there was another guy who was drunk driving recently. And I would say he does not quite have the tolerance of this young Irish lad. He was speeding very much over the speed limit, swerving all over the road, drove on to like a pedestrian bridge, like just nuts, <laughs> nuts. So shit. Eventually cops get him, pull him over. And he's sitting in the passenger seat with his dog in the driver's seat. And his excuse was, Oh, I'm not drunk. I'm just trying to teach my dog how to drive. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Where was that at? I'm always curious about where these goings on happen geographically in the country. That was actually in Washington State. Was, okay. Uh, right right okay. here around the corner from me. I almost all- got away with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Um, I, I will 
obviously that's not going to work. A plus for effort. Love the effort. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard about, uh, I, I know another story someone told me about there was uh, this guy's on their a bachelor party. And there was the end of the night. Everyone was kind of going home. And there were three guys left, the bachelor and two others. And one guy was younger than everyone else. I don't even know if he was 21. So he, he wasn't drinking that much, if at all. One of the other guys was driving and he was drunk and he got pulled over and they said, Oh fuck, fuck, fuck the cops coming up. Let's switch seats. Everybody switch seats, switch seats. So the driver switched with the guy who was under 21, who hadn't been drinking that much. And he was in the driver's seat and, and they pulled that off. The guy, the cop starts talking to him, blah, blah, blah. We see your ID, yada, yada, yada. He's like, okay, well, you're drunk, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I guess he st- you know, must have been drinking a little bit. And, <laughs> and they ended up giving a little cash to the guy. This was before body cams, I guess. They gave a little cash to the cop. He let him go. <laughs> and that was that. Another failed attempt at stopping someone for drunk driving. <laughs> and this was in America. Yeah, this was in the good old U.S. of A. Wow. This was, this was an older story. This was some older people. Okay. Kind of yeah, that's that makes more. I mean, obviously before body cams too. That would be hilarious if that was caught on body cam though. That would be <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, I bet you there's sure. some weird ass shit that's been done on body cams, but they haven't come to light because no one you know has requested the footage. I'm pretty sure all those police departments have open record open records requests, so that if anyone, even you and I, wanted to, you know, if we said, "Hey, I want all the body cam footage from whatever March 10th of 2020," they have to yeah. give it to us. But one. I believe what they do is they have very short uh, records retention policies mm. that mm-hmm. they have to re- give those for it. And, you, have to get it, like, you know, right two, the randomness of someone requesting it, it's just odds are that it's not going to get found. You mentioned earlier that uh, you were dry fit to stay comfortable. What do you think the article of clothing you have that makes you the most comfortable is? Makes me the most comfortable. Most comfortable. If you want, we could even have a little, uh, we do some bad radio here and do a little Mount Rushmore of comfortable attire. That's, that's better. I can't really quite pick a top one. I like, I like like a, a breathable, a dry fit type material boxer brief is, has to happen. Need that. Okay. Uh, I need. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me do one. Let me do one. Okay, let's I go back and forth. That. I have a I have a favorite pair of like running underwear and they're like three quarter length. So they go right past the knee. And those things are they're so comfortable. And you can go to the gym and not have someone like looking down your balls if you're doing a, some sort of like, you know, ab workout or something. I just I love them. So I'm going to say the three quarter inch. Uh, so workout. would you say that you fairly frequently look at people's balls? You try to peek at their balls when they're doing ab workouts at the gym? You seem like the guy that would do that. All I'm all I'm saying is that it's a concern that I have. It is a concern that I have, and sometimes why you know, are you concerned? Do you know Scottie Pippen? Uh, you, there's no documentation of that. I I'm no Scottie Pippen. I'll tell you right now, I'm no Scottie Pippen. But I don't care. People could see my balls. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, to be fair about Scottie, I don't know if he had grapefruits down there. I think we're just talking about schlong with him. Um. What's your second choice from Mount Rushmore? 
so is this just i guess this is just overall or is this just at, you know at home there's some things at home that i'll wear versus things just out whatever. in public yeah, whatever makes you most comfortable right, I mean, right. take it where you will i have i have a pair of you know fluffy fluffy slippers that are actually my sisters that are a little too small for me but they're fluffy and they're comfortable and all quarantine long i've been having these bad boys on my feet and they are a fucking dream I feel like those things gotta be disgusting. Oh, they are disgusting. Man. They're gross. They gotta be like a dog's chew toy at this point. She had, she had, she she had a wine stain on them. <laughs> there is everything you, you could possibly. Your, I don't. I that is that's fucked up. You yeah. She I actually gave them. She gave them to my girlfriend, and I stole them from her. <laughs> I'd rather. That's fucking weird. That's how. Who gives away old slippers? That's that's. What is going on in your family? It's like the sisterhood of the traveling bed. You got to try these slippers. Everybody has a turn. You, you, they'll change your life. That's so gross. That's so gross to me. I would rather have poop on my hand and wipe it off the paper towel. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You, you'll love these slippers. They'll probably fit you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I can't. I won't buy it. Like, people buy shoes at Goodwill. No, thank you. Well, people, that's a, you can't buy underwear. Nobody buys them. They don't even sell underwear at Goodwill, right? They sell like no used underwear. No used. Yeah, you can't you can't do used. used underwear. What is the difference between underwear and like essentially socks or slippers? I mean, it's going right on a sweaty part of your body that's gross. So here's a question I would posit. Here's a, here's a statement I guess I would say. If I if it was a nice pair that I really liked, a brand that I knew, which was tried and true, and you gave it to me half off because it was used, but it looked in good condition. I would buy that used underwear. <laughs> okay. If there's I mean, no skid marks, if there's no skid marks or holes or anything in the underwear, why would fine. I not wear it? I don't know. I mean, I would I wear used underwear. I guess that's a fair point. Um, you know, why I'm would you? I'm washing it. You're I'm washing it, it, and then I'm wearing it. it. Yeah. I mean, once it's washed, it's probably fine. Realistically speaking, it's just that's right. I, it's just it's all mental. It's all mental. I'm washing it, so and it's mine. Our next venture could just be the used underwear racket. It's definitely an undertapped market. We just got to clean them third. The heart. The problem is underwear takes a beating. You know, I get the thigh rub, so the inner thighs of my underwear go first. I don't want that. Yeah. You know, the lumpy, the lumpy, the the worn fabric there on the inner thighs. That's that's rough. I'm not that buying that. To no, buy a, have- to buy a pair of pristine used underwear is is like. You know, it's a golden nugget. There, You're never going to find there one. Is that's true? But there is actually a market online for. Uh, Search this, and it was a bad idea. But uh, there is a market online, and it's porn star underwear, which is, and people are wanting <laughs> it, gross, which is like, whoa. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. No, I'll just but, sell. I'm going to sell my underwear on that website. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, just the Rob flavor, and people like it. Um. God, that's you just got to put a good description. You know, you could have put a good backstory to it. I feel like if you put a sexual backstory to that, people will buy it. Yeah. Um, on that note, my favorite, you know, my next favorite type of clothing is the three quarter length arm sleeve uh, shirt. You know, the the long T-shirt, as you were. I like to roll up the sleeves to the elbow. And that's just uh, I just like that. It makes me comfortable. But are the sleeves quarter? normally full length or the three quarter length? They're full-length full sleeves that I just roll up. It also gives me the option of being a little warmer if I need to be. I can pull those what sleeves material? out. Uh, typically dry fit. I will say those are also dry fit. 
I think we're both dry fit guys, though. You know, I'm not dry, even that dry fit is, is the greatest invention as far as I apparel is concerned. What there's not enough of, I think, and I think maybe we could make a little headway here is women's dry fit casual wear. There's the workout stuff. You got the yoga pants, yeah. you got, you know, the t-shirts, the, the athletic t-shirts and stuff. But if there was like a dry fit women's office wear material, a line for that. I think that's big. Yeah, I could see it. You could just kind of dress it up a little bit, make it maybe just a hair thicker to kind of hold up to some creases on like the collar and stuff. Or even just the style. I don't think there's like, you know, I don't like dry fit women's dress pants. I don't, I don't think there's a lot of that. No, I don't think there's any. There is for men. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think golf pants really started that. Yeah, they did. And then they just realized, oh, these are totally fine. They're, they look the exact same. Why aren't we just doing this for everything? (laughs) I don't understand, like, uh, there's, like, that micromodal or, like, special cotton that comes from, like, special cows or not cows, sheep. Like, what what is with these special sheep that have, like, super not good. They're not good. Not good? They, not good? They, they, they're soft the and they're comfortable. They're not comfortable. They're, 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 I don't know. I think they do very bad with sweat. They say that they're moisture wicking, but I think it just sits there. I mean, it's like in Seinfeld when uh, Costanza, George Costanza, recommends that the Yankees wear cotton and they're just all like wet messes out there. Is it breathable? You're going to love it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not what a show. It's a great show. Um, do you think okay, – Matt, I, what, what, yeah. what character do you think – I guess let's say – what character do you think you most closely resonate with from Seinfeld and why? Most- um, I would, I mean, oh, geez, hate to admit this, but I would have to say George just because constantly second guessing always in, like you think of that perfect thing to say right after the fact and you just, you let it dwell on you all day. Just kind of take, I take those little things and turn them in mount moles in the mountain all the time. And I'll it's, say that. it's, it's George. I am George. I think we're all George. Honestly, he was the realest character out there. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. got George in him. I think some Everybody. people have some Kramer in them. Yeah, I have some Kramer in me. Some weird, wacky shit that you just don't care about. And when you do stuff, sometimes things work out or whatever. But yeah. if you if you think about most of all, I resonate for the most part with George. Yeah, I would agree with that. Is just anyone dreading Jerry? these minor details and having whatever insecurities and just uh, he's the real one. Just trying to coast through life. I'll tell you, I did do, I have done the, uh, the under desk sleep before. I've dreamed of it. How, what was your setup? Tell me about this. So I, uh, I was, it was when I was in college, I was interning for a, uh, for a company and it was like the day, it was like the Friday before a holiday. So it was just, no one's there. I was just doing data entry and it was super boring. I was like kind of ahead of where I like needed to be. I felt, and I was pretty tired, you know, it's college, you're staying out up late and stuff. So I just. You know, the the desk, it was facing the door, but the bottom was all totally covered. So you couldn't see like through the desk at all to the other side. I had a nice little plate in front. Just curled up under there, had my backpack with me, used it as a pillow, just took a nice little 20-minute cat nap. I like and it. And then uh, it was I the end of the it. day and I left. That's amazing. I'm jealous. Great. I'm genuinely jealous. The cubicle set up in my office is very, very foreboding for something like that. I, I've talked about... <laughs> 
Yeah, I have. Uh, I've talked about uh, with a coworker of mine setting up. Basically, what we want to do is print out on a large plotter the background of what it looks like normally behind my desk when nothing <laughs> is there, and you know, tape that on there, <laughs> and then I can sleep behind it. So if anyone walks by, they're just like, "Oh, that's just a normal background." It's just it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I'll now let me say the. The biggest lesson I ever got from George Costanza was uh, if you ever want to look like you're doing a lot of work or if you want people to think that you're busy, just look stressed. (laughs) Look stressed. That was his thing. I think he was working for the Yankees. Same deal as the office desk at the time. And I've done that so many times in life. I did it in school. One time I was taking a test and I had a thing. And I had like some some answers written in a little notebook that we were allowed to flip through for open notes, like a like a manual, like a reference mm-hmm. manual. But I had some practice problems written down, mm-hmm. and I was looking for them, you know, kind of whatever. It was cheating. Fuck you. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the professor would stand up and he'd walk around and stuff. And if he saw something that he think would warrant walking around and looking at, you know, he would. But mm-hmm. anytime I was doing that, I would just look stressed. I had my hand on my forehead. I was letting out audible sighs. Like, <sighs> and I was flipping, <laughs> fucking flipping through the pages. And I get to my page and then I just do that and look stressed. And then, you know, if someone's walking by me at work and I'm not doing anything, but I'm looking at a bullshit website on my browser, but I hear someone come by, I flip the page and you just look stressed. I look stressed. I, <sighs> I start typing frantically like I'm typing some big ass email. Mm-hmm. Nobody questions you. You look stressed and everyone's going to think you're busy you. doing stuff. Exactly. Yeah, you're working too hard to be bothered. That, that is my the biggest takeaway I've, I, I got from that show. And it has worked multiple multiple times over for me. So in one of the – on the Seinfeld sort of thing, George's dad, Frank, and Kramer, they just start making a company for what they call bros or brosiers. What was the other term they had? Yeah. Something like that. Yes. And the whole point was for comfortability. You know, Frank's got some massive man titties. He's got some some mass up there. <laughs> some and heavy hangers. Know, <laughs> causing some back pain and stuff like that. And they invent the bro and he's, you know, a lot more comfortable. And uh, another article I read recently was about how some women are, you know, mind you, first of all, set the table. Don't care. Either way. Wear it. Don't wear it. Your choice. I don't understand why people would care. I now, especially now in like, you know, we're all modern days and people have body parts. It happens. Um, but I guess, you know, a lot of women on quarantine, you know, they're not going to work. They're not feeling like they have to wear a bra and it's very freeing, a lot more comfortable. And this blew my mind. I always thought that the purpose of bras was to make you more comfortable. And I asked a couple of people at work and uh, yeah, I, get, I, I had no idea. I always thought that it was a comfortability thing and they made you more comfortable, not the other way around. I know it's described to me as pretty much just putting like a cinch around you for essentially no purpose except for societal norms. Societal norms. I guess the purpose of the bra, I guess we're probably two of the least qualified people in the world to ask this to other than, you know, back when I was a little fatter, I had some titties of my own. Um <laughs> bra they you know they stabilize they 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 limit the the flopping Mm -hmm. of the tits a bit but no they're not comfortable i know that every day when my girlfriend takes off her bra at the end of the day is like a a sweet sweet release 
You know, that's a big to do on her list is get rid of the bra. Yeah, I don't. I, I just, I, I. Why did they even start then? Who invented the bra? I well, was it I think just there's a, the nipple at the start? Was it what you cut out for a sec? Was it just to cover the nipple in the beginning? I think nipples big big part of it. Probably the nipple too. Bras can be used to women's people's advantage when they want because it pushes everything up. You know, gives you right. some killer cleavage. Yeah, if you're wearing a shirt, you know, a low cut shirt, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But comfortable, comfortable wise, there's no benefit. Absolutely no benefit. Unless athletically, if you're doing like a lot of heavy, maybe, you know, running and stuff, sports bras certainly are functional. Functional. I mean, that's the same thing with compression shorts when you're running and you don't want your like, I mean, if you're Scottie Pippen or even you or me, you don't want those things like jangling around while you're on a run or working out just because it's, it's uncomfortable for that. But even like Scottie Pippen needs tape. We just need compression shorts. We're in different leagues. Yes. (laughs) Well, clearly. I don't think Madonna is uh, even courting us at all. Yeah. I'll hit her up on Instagram. I'll DM her. We'll see what happens. I'll report back. Do you know what her last name is? <laughs> no. I hope she doesn't have one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. Uh, anything else you got going on, Rob? Anything else in, in your life or like to, you know, get off your chest or push up your chest? <sighs> Nothing particular. The general... The general stuff, you know, the goings on that we're all going through. Social distancing sucks dick. Okay, I got something for you. What is your what is your plan? You have to have a plan. Everybody should have a plan for day one when quarantine is over. Everybody should have yeah. a plan. That's a that's a really good everyone should have a plan. That's a great idea. Everybody should I, have a plan. What is your plan? I have I have a plan depending on what day it is. I am very hopeful for Cinco de Mayo. Right. Cinco well, de Mayo's on Tuesday of this week. Right now in Washington, the the day it's lifting is the fourth right now. Um, The quarantine. So imagine imagine how batshit crazy Cinco de Mayo is going to be. It's going to be a very, very big day. It's a Tuesday. I have absolutely every intention. I've had to cancel a lot of PTO days because of this. So I've got some some time to burn. I will take that Tuesday off. 10 a.m., whatever it is, when these places open, I'm going to, me and my little gaggle here, we'll, we'll park ourselves at a Mexican restaurant, and that is my day. I We're going to be there all day. Tequila shots, tacos, Dos Equis. Can't have Corona now. Corona's like out the window, right? Nobody's no, drinking no. Corona now. <laughs> Funny thing about Corona, their sales actually increased in March because really, is funny. kids were buying it ironically, essentially. Well, that is funny, I guess. Yeah. Probably for those dumbass Corona parties, which is a whole other yeah. thing. I can't stand yes. that. Not even, not, no point. Um, okay. So let's say, let's say, let's say your first Saturday, what's your plan? You got to have a plan. Golfing. Golfing. 36 holes. Not so even golfing is still, golfing is still allowed in my state. What? Golfing is still allowed in my state. I went to the I driving tried. range yesterday. Jesus fucking Christ. I've been, I have a little, I have like those workout like foam pads that I set up in my apartment and I have foam balls that I hit against a wall. That is the golfing I get right now. And a putting green in my bedroom. I chip. I have all carpet or a majority of carpet anyways. I chip. I'm chipping in my, in my living room. That's all I can do. livid that you're able to golf right now. That's unbelievable. Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm, I'd be out there right now. 
10 a.m. earliest, noon latest. I'm going to pick one spot, whatever my whatever. I have a couple of contenders, but the bar that strikes me most, we get there between 10 and noon, and we're there all day. Just conversing with people, mm-hmm. you know, multiple rounds of meals, drinks, everything. My whole day is going to be there. I mean, all the I'm money. All $1,200 of my, of my Donnie bucks on that if I have yeah. to. It's it's it is so worthwhile. I can't wait. You know what else I thought? I think I'm going to be socially like like socially awkward. I think we all are. I could be very socially awkward. There could be, you know, I get I'm so excited. I get there at 10 a.m. noon, whatever it is. Uh, What would you like? Uh, I I just want to go home. I think I'm just going to go home, actually. (laughs) Well, I think it's going to be a big to do with getting back out because some people there's it's going to be levels of people. There's going to be the people like you who are ready, who just want to go and, you know, have a good time right off the bat. But I mean, there's going to be people I think that are never going to go out in like large public settings again. And they're not even going to be old people. They're going to be people our age. I'm in a setting geographically where I'm at that it's not that are people just pissed do people are there people around you who just don't get it are they just mad that they're stuck I I think everyone gets it and everyone understands I'm sure there are I don't know them I'm just saying the outbreak is not so severe where I'm at that once this is lifted and you know if I look at the numbers and see the case wise there's not going and you know you within reason have to trust your local government if they say okay we're good everybody get back out there i trust mm-hmm. them to a degree you know mm-hmm. i'll do my own research and and look at the numbers and see how safe i'm not going to be an idiot and be like oh everybody sneeze on me <laughs> yeah but yeah. uh if that's the case and it seems like it's a reasonable decision i'm ready I, you know as soon as i'm ready to go out the first day i go out that's my day i have my plan set mm-hmm. there should be nobody that you know, the classic uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, debate where they say, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. I don't care. Pick something. I don't know. You want to go here? No. <laughs> well, then you must have a fucking opinion. You got to tell me what you want to do. Uh, there should be none of that. Absolutely none of that. We've had too much time for anyone to be indecisive about what they want to do. Just say yes to anything. Yeah, I'm down. It doesn't matter. Oh, really? You say yes so to anything. Wow, wow, Matt. Nice. Stepping it up. I mean, you gotta, there's a time and a place. All right, I'm um, gonna have some people put some feelers out there for you. Yeah, just let me know. Yeah, if you find someone who's down. But I would say for me, definitely gonna go golfing. Very jealous that you can go golfing. Um, I can, but at the same time, I'm still kind of weary about. It. I haven't actually played like a round of golf. Mm-hmm. the The rule is now, if you go with multiple people, that you everybody has to take their own cart, separate cart. But right. even like it's the pen, you know, you, you, you're taking the pen and you're signing for it. I don't think they disinfect the pen every time somebody uses it. Of course. They si- don't. What, what fucking are you playing in tournaments where you need to sign off on your scorecard? You, you pay with a credit card. Oh, that. Yes. Well, I think all the, that's dumb. Everywhere should just have online ordering right now. It's uh, not even, even that I, hard. Even if, yeah. At the place I go, if, even if I use online ordering, I still have to sign. Because basically what they make you sign is liability. Your receipt in one way or another, I believe, is liability for the cart. So if anything happens to the cart, if you break it or wreck it or flip it over, that's your fault. I mean, that should just be on the website. 
You can just e-sign. I don't. That, there's no need. That's, that's I. There's a penalty. No I haven't gone in about three weeks. I haven't actually played around. I go to the driving range. It's all. It's a little touchpad. I use my knuckle. Boom, boom, boom. Done. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Have you been on walks in your neighborhood and wherever you know around the? Town? I go running. There's a. There's like a. There's a bunch of trails here, so I'll go running whenever it's nice. It's actually shit here. It's raining and thunderstorming today, but whenever it's nice out, I go running, and I like it. That's the what only thing that's keeping me saying. Someone asked me, I someone said to me, I wish this was happening in January. And my if this happened in January, I might jump off I think I might take a swan dive off my balcony. Yeah, why? Imagine why that. imagine if it's dark at 5 30 doing this, yeah. you can't go outside. No way. That's the weather's the only thing keeping me sane. Yeah. I mean it's when you go outside, it's pleasant. At least that's a little taste of happiness in your day. When you're running, are you, are people like what kind of birth are you giving people, or what kind of birth are people giving you? Everybody, there are some people that I noticed are very drastic about it. If yeah. someone's coming beside or or from behind, you know, towards or behind, they're they're off the trail. They're on the grass. They're running. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I see that there a lot. Are some people. There are some people that are like groups of three who are single file lines staying to their side. Very good. I appreciate that. I think that's fair. Yep. I like there are that. some people who don't do any of that that are fucking out there with two or three people and they're hogging up the whole goddamn lane. And I hate it. I was on a, I was walking my dog on a sidewalk the other day and this couple's walking by and I, I normally, my dog is so social and it's so hard now because she obviously doesn't understand what's going on. Uh, she's yeah. a dog. And, uh, you know, she wants everyone to pet her, but, you know, we try and, you know, I try and just cross the street or whatever, just to make it a little easier, just because it's the dog, you know, if I'm by myself and I'm going on a run, y'all you know, bow out, y'all run in the grass, you know, on a sidewalk, of, you know, to get out of the way, be courteous. But these fuck, this fucking couple, we're just holding their hands and, you know, it's a normal sidewalk. It's not like it's a New York city block. It's a skinny little sidewalk and they're just right next to each other. And it's like, what the stop holding hands for two seconds. That's bad. And make That's a bad. straight line and don't be a fucking dick. Biggest takeaway from this story is that I am shocked you have not effectively communicated to your dog the goings on of the situation with the coronavirus so that she cannot comprehend what is going on. You're telling me your dog doesn't know what's going on? Shame on you. Bad on she's, ba- she's a baby. She's just about to turn a year old later this month. She's a baby. Where do, where do, you, where do you stand on handshakes? You going to handshake? You going to do handshakes again? I will – I would prefer not to. I will not like instigate the handshake, but in my line of work at least, I will do – what I will just mirror. But I will – What about fist bumps? What about fist bumps? You cool with fist bumps? I'm cool with a fist bump. I'd be cool. I would prefer a fist or elbow bump at this point. I'm on the team Dr. Fauci where it's like if we never have to shake hands again, all the better. It will help with flu. So you want – so you, I have you, like, you, I'm a so serial face toucher. You know, I always like I, like an itch on my face. I'll just go scratch it. So, you know, the less contact I have, that's the better for me and my health. And I think I have an elite immune system where I, I'm very, very, Calm very down, rarely man. sick. Very Calm rarely down. sick. Very Calm rarely down. sick. Elite. So you said elite. earlier that your team fist or whatever bump. So you oh, love yeah. being fisted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to, you know, it, it, it helps things slide out of the laser on the other side. Yeah, but I guess that's why you don't just squatty potty. <laughs> no, I don't need it. I, it just comes. It just comes right out. And then I come and everyone's happy. All right. All right. That's very good. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think we've gone off the rails a little bit. Um, 
Oh, one last thing I did want to get to, because no one's fucking talking about this in the news. Ed Farmer, he was, for the last roughly 25, 30 years, was the White Sox announcer on the radio. And I always thought, you know, full... I always thought he was really boring. He occasionally had his quips. Largely, the White Sox have been bad recently, too. While I've been listening to him, I'll go on runs and listen to White Sox games and stuff, which is another thing this quarantine has taken away. Um but he he died recently. Didn't die of the Rona. Just uh, an older. He was only in his sixties, but he's had kidney problems for a long time, and he passed. And I didn't, you know, outside of a little bit in Chicago news, not even as much as I felt that it should be, considering you know his long career. Uh, he passed. So you know, just wanted to wanted to let people know that Ed Farmer passed away recently, and that's it's kind of sad. Um, also, a kind of interesting fact about him: he was a he was a pitcher for the White Sox during his career. And at one point he got into a head on crash with a car while riding a bike and came back to pitch after that, which is something. That's insane. It's like Teddy Roosevelt getting shot during his speech before his speech, but delivering it anyway. Also on this note, one last thing that I have. Before you, before you change, have you ever heard of Susan Waldman? No, I have not. Exactly. She's a long time. Have you ever heard of John Sterling? The name sort of rings a bell, but not, so Not those are long, long, long time radio duo for the Yankees. Of course, nobody else has heard of Ed Farmer unless you're a fucking White Sox fan or if you live in Chicago. Some Cubs fans definitely know him, but that would be it. That's why it's not as big of a deal. I'm just saying. I said I'm in just Chicago saying it's sad. I'm saying it's sad. Think about that. God damn, the guy died. You're making it seem like the world is downplaying Ed Farmer's I gave death. it like a two minutes at our... After an hour of this, I didn't start with it. Objectively, subjectively, very sad. But the yes. fact that it's not big news is more than understandable. I didn't say it had to be big news. I didn't say that it has to be on CNN as the number one fucking story. I just said that even in Chicago, people are talking about it. No one's talking about you in Chicago. <laughs> That's fair. I don't blame them for that. People talk about Hawk Harrelson, and he's not dead. You know who Hawk Harrelson is. I know who Hawk Harrelson is. Everyone knows who Hawk Harrelson is. Yeah. When he dies, it'll be a thing. When Kobe Bryant dies, it's still a thing. Yeah, well, Kobe Bryant impacted many people's lives. He did. He did. Also, I really feel – I saw – I was at the grocery store recently. How can you – in this – so it's just totally different circumstances. Kobe died before this whole thing started, at least in – you know in the United States and with a mainstream issue here. And I think his impact on especially young people globally was hard to parallel. There are some, but very, very few. It's much harder to pinpoint specific individuals in a global crisis and champion their deaths and, hang on to them and discuss them as much. And obviously you and I would agree the global impact or fame in any ways that Ed Farmer had versus Kobe is very different. So the reason people are still talking about Kobe is makes sense from a social standpoint, a societal standpoint. Whatever. I mean, I'm more sad for the kids than Kobe. Yeah. Sad for his kids, sad for the families that really impacted by that. Actually, I think the people who had absolutely no contact with Kobe at all actually in their life who are crying about it are a little bit, a little extra. It's a little nuts. I don't know, man. He, 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 
changed people's lives. He he got people into basketball and I'm sure for a lot of people that he got into basketball, it became a major outlet or, or, or helped change their lives for the better. So it's, it's, think, it's fair for me. I think they're looking for internet clout. Did you Some see people. there, there was a, there was a story. There was a woman, her, she posted a video on Facebook that got picked up by the news that she was crying about. She had to quit her job as a nurse because they weren't giving proper PPE, which, you know, largely they aren't. And, uh, or at least not enough of it. And they're having to reuse stuff. She cries, gets all this internet cloud. People find her and, you know, write her all these like, Oh, it's okay. Blah, blah, blah things. She wasn't even a nurse. She lied. I heard, I had, heard about, I had heard about the general story of people quitting because they were not given masks when they were, you know, which treating is ter- patients, which is, like which is on so many levels. Awful. But to take but, that and try and earn some internet clout for a little bit. Right. So terrible. what was her position? Well, she was, she, cl- she, what, she didn't have one. She was, un- she was unemployed. She did, you know, it, it's a whole thing. It's a whole I, thing. I, I was going to assume you were going to say, you know, she worked at, you know, a desk or something like that, which still, uh, she, you know, everybody that's in the hospital needs a mask right now. It was something along the lines of, at least for the last, Three or two or three years, she had not been a nurse. In the past, she was a nurse. So she just fabricated the whole thing, right? Right. With what? What do you think was her end goal? Starting a GoFundMe and making a lot of money. Probably. I think it was. Yeah, I think that was kind of the plan, or at least just you know getting your fifteen minutes of fame on the internet. That's um, weird, though. How, what does that accomplish? That doesn't even accomplish anything. That's what I don't get. Why are you doing that? Of course, people are going to find out your lie. What do you think? No one's going to call, find that out. But hey, like multiple news agencies ran it and didn't find out about the lie until afterwards. So yeah, but it just takes you know, it's going to happen. Someone's going to dig and say, okay, what hospital was this? We need to report this. We need to say that people at this hospital don't have enough PPE. They say, okay, what hospital did you work at? Oh, this hospital. Okay. They didn't take those steps though, which is that's like, but somebody must have, which is why you, you know, you found out about it. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, someone did. Someone did take the time. I just think it's ridiculously a major news company. Yeah, and it will. It has to. I don't even remember. Oh, I know the other story I was going to tell is uh, on the head-on bike crash. I have a. I know someone, and I don't like this person at all. So I thought this was hilarious. So um, he got into a crash with a while riding a bike. And he was the one that got the ticket, the bike rider. Wow. Yikes. The, the cop was watching the whole thing and he pretty much just ran into a parked or a stopped car at a red light. <laughs> that's actually kind of, you know, that's like how, you know, if you're on a bike, you can get a DUI on a bike. I know that's nuts. I mean, it makes I sense. I know someone who was ticketed for it, but it was like a college thing. So it wasn't. I don't know why, but you know, it's just kind of a write up. It's, I guess it's still a danger. You can get a DOI for like riding a horse too. As you should, I guess don't be riding shit when you're drunk. What if the horse is drunk? Then you probably get a ticket as well. Don't get your horse drunk ever. (laughs) That would be kind of funny. I mean, don't get, yeah, don't get your horses drunk. Main takeaway of of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll sign off with that. Don't get your horses drunk. Uh, visit Zelgor. Don't forget about that as well. 
netcapital.com slash companies slash Gazelle Gore. Let John Fanning or whoever owns that company know that you came from us. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon.